Governor Josh Shapiro details his priorities for year two of his administration. And one county includes undated mail-in ballots in certifying this month's election results. Welcome to the Thanksgiving Day edition of The Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast, where the only agenda is you. A good morning to you. It is Thursday, November 23rd. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm grateful for you joining us each and every day on this podcast. Today's episode is being recorded at 921 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this holiday trip around the region's top stories. So let's get started. As he nears the end of his first year in office, Governor Josh Shapiro is laying out his priorities and mapping out year number two. My colleague Ben Wasserstein reports the governor is touting accomplishments and focusing on the unfinished business of things like raising the minimum wage and creating a private school voucher program. The governor sees the rapid repair of a damaged overpass on I-95 in Philadelphia and free breakfast for school kids as top achievements. But at a Pennsylvania Press Club luncheon, he said there are still things he wants to get done. This includes raising the minimum wage and creating a window to allow victims of child sexual abuse many years ago to file civil complaints. We need to continue to work together to get stuff done for the good people of Pennsylvania. Shapiro also wants to pass the school voucher plan that plagued state budget negotiations earlier this year. The governor notes he's encouraged by the legislature introducing bills increasing transparency around sexual harassment in state government. A law that delivers automatic pay raises for state officials will pay dividends for them next year. The law will give more than 1,300 people a pay raise of 3.5% in 2024. That includes Governor Shapiro, 253 state lawmakers, and seven state Supreme Court justices. A 1995 law ties wage hikes to year-over-year increases in consumer prices for mid-Atlantic urban areas, as determined by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Now, it's on pace to amount to a bigger increase than the hike in private sector wages. The new higher salaries are effective January 1st for the executive and judicial branches and December 1st for lawmakers. Well, state lawmakers want to set aside $30 million to help schools replace outdated water fountains with those that filter out things like lead and other harmful contaminants. David Major with the group Penn Environment says the approach would better protect students instead of conducting tests every year. Lead is a moving target. The testing just doesn't always protect people properly. So it's better to move to what we call filter first and just commit to taking out all those old drinking fountains and replacing them with lead filtering, water bottle filling stations or hydration stations. The measure would require schools to replace all outdated water fountains with filtered ones by 2026. And a report to Congress every four years provides information on the current science and how the country is responding to climate change. The country's fifth national climate assessment has been released. Susan Phillips is with our partner WHYY in Philadelphia, and she reports it's also aimed at helping elected leaders and decision makers prepare. The new assessment includes an atlas that allows users to drill down to local impacts and predictions. David Reed Miller is the lead author for the chapter on the northeastern part of the U.S. He says extreme precipitation has already arrived in the region and will continue to cause dangerous and costly flooding. The impacts that we are seeing and are likely to see have the very real potential to exacerbate longstanding inequalities in our communities. 
While extreme flooding is expected to increase, especially in coastal areas, the report warns few homeowners have insurance due to high costs and an underestimate of the risks. Yes, even on this Thanksgiving holiday, I went through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania looking for a few stories to put on your radar because they cover issues that may impact you and your community in the future. So here's what you need to know. PPL Electric Utilities will pay a $1 million fine as part of an inquiry into its widespread billing problem earlier this year. Penn Live reports the State Public Utility Commission and the company have reached a settlement which includes PPL absorbing more than $16 million in other costs. It's the result of the PUC's investigation of a major glitch in PPL's system that prevented customers' meter data from properly transferring to the service and billing system. The result was potentially hundreds of thousands of bills that were dramatically and inaccurately too high or too low. Investigators concluded the incident violated multiple PUC rules. The joint settlement agreement still has to be approved by the Commission's Board of Commissioners. PPL serves about 1.4 million customers in 29 counties in eastern and central Pennsylvania. The final results of this month's election have been certified by the Lancaster County Board of Elections and included undated mail-in ballots. Now, the decision to count undated mail-in ballots comes just days after a federal district judge ruled counties can no longer reject them for certain clerical mistakes related to dating the outer envelope. Our sister newsroom, LNP Lancaster Online, reports the county received 285 mail-in ballots that either had erroneous dates written on the declaration or no date at all. Of course, other mail-in ballot errors remain fatal flaws, such as lacking a signature, failing to have a required security envelope, and having identifying information on the inner secrecy envelope. That's the envelope that's meant to ensure a ballot cannot be linked to a specific voter. Turnout, by the way, was 36%, which was a record for an off-year municipal election in the county. A reminder that The Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcasts and on WITF's YouTube channel. And if you like what you hear, I ask that you share it with your friends and on your social media channels because you could play a big part in spreading the word about The Morning Agenda. And even on Thanksgiving, I'm going to ask, what is the one song you will be playing today? Maybe at dinner, maybe you'll just have it in your head. Let me know all about it on Twitter or Blue Sky. I'm at TLambert895 on both of those platforms. And be sure to check out our Spotify playlist. It's called The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, November 2023. And the song of the day today comes from Temple of the Dog, Hunger Strike. And that is going to do it for this Thanksgiving edition of The Morning Agenda. It's a daily news podcast from WITF, where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you for listening today. I am so grateful that you spend time with me each and every weekday morning. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So be well. Have a great Thanksgiving holiday. And we'll talk again tomorrow.